Tonight on Sidetracked, we have no news, no obituaries, thank God, plenty of birthdays, including the hijacked predictive one for fellow host Dave Foltz, special guest Melissa Richardson and her story in pulling, and a club responsibility rant. Stay with us. Half Radio Plaza at Life Media Studios, sidetracked with Armstead and Push. Brought to you by the Second Baptist Bar and Grill, your exorcism specialist. And we're back, another episode of Sidetracked with Armstead and Push at One Half Radio Plaza. How you doing today, sir? I'll be better when I switch off this can. Yeah, you're looking a little peaked there trying to drink water i know it just doesn't agree with my system it's like montezuma's revenge or something you know it's funny you know there's a guy on pulling radio network i'm not going to name names but jason schultz who tries naming his whole brand off of this uh water well now that raises an interesting question is there going to be a marketing dilemma you'll have to say that beer money pulling team is brought to you this summer by america light are they going to change that one too nope nope because uh if you're american all you drink is budweiser and you know what? I'm so glad Budweiser Anheuser Busch got behind us for our campaign 2016 Armstead and Post for the presidency. That's right. And are renaming our favorite drink America because America and America and pulling America and beer. So that's uh, how we do. Except when you live in Wisconsin, a stand. Yeah, well, there's cheese and there's other things we can say, but we're not going to say over the air because we are a fit. No, we're not even a family friendly show. Are you Let's not even go there. So, another week, another week goes by, and nothing nothing has actually happened. Nothing, nothing, nothing. But some things are starting to happen. I know I've got uh, our second out. We do have a, we do have a little bit of news. We did our first poll down in Saline, outdoor poll. Uh, great time down there with the Michigan Tractor Pullers. <clears throat> Thank you guys for having us down there. A blast as always. Bob Neathammer, Jared Badoon, uh, Todd Whipple, Dave Feldkamp, the names go on, Amy Wrenchliner, Mike Zimmern, it goes on and on. Great group of people. Thank you guys for having us down there. It was a great time at always and a blast. God, I don't know if I've laughed that much in a long time at a poll, just the names and the chrome and chrome. <laughs> Speaking of Chrome, I mean, it was a profitable weekend. I think we got hired for what about four four more shows over the course of three days. Six events, six more, yeah, six events. So that's good. hired in four days, and not a single one in the state of Michigan. No, everything else, everything but here. Yeah, it was pretty cool. We kind of got the market cornered the, here. The, <laughs> the scary part is, is where we got to go. Yeah, I don't know if I, uh, I have to bring a helmet. Yeah, but you got to be careful what the helmet says. I got a bunch of moose meat in the freezer if you want some. Oh, not there. No, no, no. no. I can deal with them over there. That's not a problem over there, eh? You know, I mean, I go order a double-double from Timmy's and, you know, everybody be happy. But we're uh, traveling to uncharted territories for a Michigander. We're going down to Columbus, Ohio. 
or just outside thereof to that place, that college down there, basically, you know. At this point, I'd like to declare that I didn't attend any Big Ten school and don't care. Y'all can just find something else to do. I didn't attend a Big Ten school either. I don't give a damn. Mm -hmm. Yep, pretty much. (laughs) Thank you, Bobby. I agree. Yep. So, uh, no, that's pretty cool. I mean, it's been a very, very good week. And great news for us. Sidetrack Productions is all official now. We are. We're legit. We're We're Sidetrack Productions, Inc. Yes. Yes. I don't know where the ink comes from. I thought that came out of pens, but I guess it's also attached to businesses. So go figure. But you're one the banker. K, you understand K, all that one stuff. One with a C, and, and all my, all my printers good. use toner. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no, you're going to be hearing us uh, beating the bushes. I need, uh, I need to use some of that toner on my midsection. It's kind of out of control. <laughs> really, guys? <laughs> we just ordered shirts. You guys both ordered the larges, and I had to order extra large. So screw all you guys. <laughs> I can put a large on, but I'm not big into belly shirts. <laughs> Exactly why I did order a large. (laughs) But no, we got that coming. Our team shirts for us and uh, soon to follow will be our shirts for sale. So uh, I know we owe Mr. Jason Walker one. We did not forget about you, sir. We're just trying to get everything set and get our ducks in line. But with the company up and running, you're going to hear us start beating the bushes for some sponsorships. So Absolutely. uh, We're not positive, but we believe all the ducks are at least in the pond now. Yeah, they're not a row, but they're in the pond and swimming. If we could only get that damn chicken out of there again. Hey, you're the one who picked that, Nick, not me. You're the one who wanted to have the damn chicken for fried chicken Thursdays, but yeah, whatever. So, Can't you just get that? At, never mind. My bad. <laughs> well, Chicken Shack did close, and, you know, I mean, come That's, on. Chicken Shack is good. It is. It's expensive, but it's good. That's the potatoes. Horrible. The potatoes. You. I don't. So good. At that point, do you really care that it's good for you? No. 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 Do you you really think I care about what my body intakes? Clearly not. (laughs) (laughs) The only time I give a damn is when it comes to alcohol. (laughs) If you're going to be persnickety about something, it should be that. (laughs) So, uh, as always, we do our obituaries, and thank goodness, nothing this week. Not a word. So, everybody keep on moving, because if you don't, we're going to find you and kick your butt, because I really get... Thank God. we need That We needs to be used more for this part. Good job not dying. Yay! Go team. Everybody survived. So, uh, as always, if there's somebody involved with sport who uh, passed away recently that you would like us to highlight, give them their 15 minutes of fame, so to speak, message us, ap at sidetrackpolling.com is our email, or message us on Facebook, sidetracked with Armstead and Posh. And uh, we'll get, just shoot us a short little bit of name and knowledge about them. And, you know, we'll be make, make sure we give them their due diligence and time, you know, uh, on air and uh, make sure their memories uh treated justly. So with that, our favorite section. On to birthdays. That's right. We don't have birthday music yet. No, we don't. Damn copyright laws. I guess we could record our own birthday song or. No. No. no singing. No, I, 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 I am all in favor of no singing. Face for radio, voice for AM. No singing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we're going digital over the internet. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> you so, drank a lot. So birthdays, birthdays, birthdays. And I know I got a few. Charles, you got a few. 
And one we highlighted last week, but I think we, we, got, we got to do him some due justice there. So, Mr. Gary Heberling, happy birthday to you, sir. Well, I guess as this airs, uh, happy birthday today. And uh, good luck with your campaign for uh, Salant County District Commissioner. He's got the endorsement of our Armstead and Post 2016. Yeah, we're 100% behind this fine man. He's a good, upstanding, civic-minded citizen. Please consider Gary Hebling for whatever district number it is, Santa Lake County. <laughs> Two, I think, actually. That sounds about right. I mean, there's only like whatever. How many six, districts maybe. can you fit into Santa Lake County? For God's sake! Oh, you represent that cornfield. <laughs> I represent this one. <laughs> no, no, no! I got sugar beets this year. Damn it! <laughs> Tell your farmer to rotate his crops. <laughs> So uh, I mean, literally, pull him out of the ground and spin him 180 degrees, put it back down. <laughs> so, no, happy birthday, Gary, guy involved in many facets of polling, from being the president of TTPA to our uh, fearless leader for the Great Lakes Classic for the NATPA poll in Shiawassee County Fairgrounds. Um, heavily involved with his church. I believe he's on the board for that and coaches basketball and he's got his, he's in so I don't know where that guy finds all the energy. Honestly, I don't think he sleeps. I really don't. I don't know where he finds the time. That's no. the biggest thing. And I know he's up for retirement. So this must be his uh, retirement job uh, oh, campaigning. So he could never sit home. He no, no, absolutely yeah. not. Some of the most beautifully restored tractors we'll ever see roll out of his barn Ran mm-hmm. a tire cutting business, owned Sandalac Oil and Tire for a while. Oh, yeah. Or uh, not Sandalac, but Sandusky <laughs> Oil and Tire. And, uh, yeah, just guy constantly on the go. Uh, had the Leadfoot Express tire cutting business. and uh, Helps out his brother on the farm to the east. I mean, yep, just I constantly mean, in motion. Plus traveling to go see his kids out of state. So no, no grass growing underneath no, his feet. No, no, no. So, uh, next one, I don't know who you got next. I jump way ahead to uh, Nathan. What? How did we end up with choir music? That's kind of weird. That would be an ad on a website. Oh. Oh. I was say, we, we, we weren't at the remote at Second Baptist Bar and Grill. No, we'll have to do an episode from there. Wow, our sound engineer's batting a thousand at this point. <laughs> you going to smash your knee next? <laughs> God, give it a few just, minutes. <laughs> that'll just be one continuous bleep on that one. But uh, next one I have is Mr. Ben Dunsmore. Dunsmore Pulling Family. Saw them yep. in Armada for years. Uh, Eastern Michigan, they come out and pull. And uh, happy birthday, Ben. Turned 27. Works with my mom, actually, at St. Clair Power Plant for Detroit Edison. So uh, happy birthday to you, sir. And another one, uh, Mr. Matt Lee. New found uh, <clears throat> diesel uh, street legal truck puller on Nitto 420s, which I really don't understand how he does so well with them, but he makes them work. And yeah, he, Matt, you're special and you know that. So happy birthday to you, I sir. I love Nitto as a tire. No, I don't. No, no, no. Yokohama Nitto Toil. All made in Taiwan. No. BF Goodrich. Come on. So, anyways, uh, you got any coming up? Uh, nope. Keep going. You're good. I got Saturday. Another Dunsmore. <clears throat> they collect them. There's a bunch of them. They're all out of Memphis area. It's pretty cool. But uh, Mr. Kyle Dunsmore. Thanksgiving must be a really important time around that household. I think they rent out a banquet hall to fit everybody in. <laughs> but um, he, he, he totally missed where I was going with that. <laughs> yeah, probably did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have enough alcohol in yet, so bear with me. 
But uh, Mr. Kyle Dunsmore turned 26. Another. Uh, Is he that old already? Farm. I thought he was older than what he was. He was going to Ferris the same time as me. So, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. But then again, I was 21 going to Ferris, and yeah, I know he was underage because he might have asked me to do some stuff. So. <laughs> so next one I have, I think you have too. Yeah. Why don't you do it then? Uh, on Sunday, Mr. Nathan Smuglinski uh, will be turning 22 years old. How do you old. say that? Smuglinski. <coughs> we, we, well, we, when we do our shows, that quite often becomes smuggy. Yes, yes. But uh, pilot of the John Deere 4320 Super Farm, him and his uh, father, uh, Jeff, run. And, I'm not uh, sure Jeff's ever going to be allowed to drive again this rate. No kidding. Got his debut at Bowling Green last year on the tractor. The only super farm I know of that runs uh, dual adapters on yeah. the outside. <laughs> Cast hubs sticking out there. I need wheel weight. Oh, all right. That's where you chose to put it? I thought it was their cultivating tractor yeah. when they get done with it in the field. Use it to roll the beans. <laughs> no, they strap 42s on the outside. Just let the 24 fives just hang in the air. <laughs> what kind of row center spacing you got to use to have that? <sighs> Scary thought. And let's see, keep on rolling here. And I think you and I have the same next one. Yeah. Member of the Pulling for a Cure team. Yes, he is. Uh, Mr. Randy Wilkening out of uh, Illinois, if I remember. Illinois, Indiana, somewhere in that area. One of them I-states. Yeah, one of the I-states just southwest of uh, Michigan. So, no, some of the coolest looking farm malls you'll ever yeah. see, and not a single one of them has a drop of red on them. No, heavily themed in pink and i'm just fine with that no they are cool he's got one mainly in pink another one black and pink and quite a thread out on the pulling track and uh just an overall great guy got to meet him last year in gordyville and kind of was bummed he didn't make it this year so uh happy birthday to you sir and you i uh, that's all for me i think you had one still yeah happy birthday also uh to george hiller up in the thumb uh, helps out at hagen farms and and it's a lot of the thumb poles that we're at. and Oh, yes. No so. other name. No other name. Shout so, out to him. With that, that's all we got for the news and birthdays. And as always, if you uh, got a birthday shout out you want us to give, like we had just a couple weeks ago, get a hold of us. AP at sidetrackpulling.com is our email, and we will be back up and running with that today. And uh, Sidetracked with Armstead and Posh on Facebook. If you haven't been following us, like, share. Let everybody know about the crazy looniness that goes on with us. Which there hasn't been enough of lately. We've both kind of been slacking. Oh, my God. It's been horrible. I've got to get a life or lose my life that I think I have and go back to living on Facebook. So, <clears throat> But uh, with that, we're going to take a short break, and we've got something we've got to do. Yeah, we do. And surprise, surprise, surprise. You're only going to be able to hear it on SoundCloud because this comes out on Thursday and we record on Wednesday. So that's why we talk always a day in advance. But trust me, we're weird and we don't completely understand it either. So well, time isn't the same everywhere. But behind the hollers coming back, we got to give a little shout out to Dave Foltz. Welcome uh, back. Welcome done back. With your, done with your Nashville excursion and being a front man for a boy band. Yep, yep. I, I can't believe they took him into NSYNC. You know, it's just amazing. He's replacing Justin Timberlake. Go figure. Well, you know, Timberlake was good enough to actually have talent and go off and do something on his own, so the rest of the band had to glom on to somebody who was on their level. <laughs> so, no, great to have Behind the Holler back on 
Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, right after the Kentucky uh, Pulling Report with uh, Jesse Dawson. So uh, great to have Dave Foltz back on, and we're going to have a little fun with him here in about five minutes as Sidetrack Hacks yet another uh, show on Pulling Radio Network. And heads up to anybody listening, you're all going to run victim of us sooner or later. So we will find you. And you know and we what? will wreck your show. And you know what? For all the listeners out there, we've put our number out there, what, two, three times, and they know when we're in studio. They do. And you know what? That's something, uh, well, we'll get into that, but we talked about it last week, and we, we are seriously, we're going to do this. Uh, it won't be, maybe we should do it next week with Carl. We could. We might do an, the first time ever on PRN, an open line show. Ooh. Or we just, we'd just put it out there. We put the number out there, advertise when we're going to be sitting here. You can hit us with anything you want to. Just keep it pulling related and motorsports related. Motorsports related. That's fine. We can, we can broaden it to all motorsports, anything you want to bring to us and keep an eye on the profanity. Otherwise we'll have to dump you, but yep. Remember we are a podcast so we can delete and add as needed. And we will. Um, plus at full disclosure, editorial content. It must be a subject that's interesting to the three of us. If it's not, we're going to not run it. We got a anyway, dump button. But. So, with that, we're going to take a break. This is Sidetracked on Pulling Radio Network. Have you been injured or think you've been injured? Contact the law offices of Dewey, Screwham, and Howe. Auto accident, medical malpractice, slip and fall, dog bite, asbestos. Your boss is a jerk. Nothing worth reading in the paper. Some swamp gas bent the sun's rays and erased your mind. Sit down with our friendly professional staff for a free confidential consultation and cross-examination. Seriously, how can be downright mean? Let the law offices of Dewey, Screwham, and Howe decide who should pay and how much. It could even be you. No, it'll definitely be you. The law offices of Dewey, Screwham, and Howe. Call 888-555-1234 or online at www.sidetrackpulling.com. That's 888-555-1234 or www.sidetrackpulling.com. Dewey, Screwham, and Howe are not officially licensed attorneys and are obnoxious subsidiary of Sidetrack LLC. No guarantees implied. Not available in any areas. Lots of restrictions will apply. Celebrity voice impersonated. Paid for by Ricky Bobby for Congress. Yellow. Well, is this uh, the behind-the-holler uh, show that's, I guess, new for Pulling Radio Network? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, who am I speaking with here? Um, well, you got Armstead from uh, Sidetracked, and I think we got Mr. Posh on here, too. Might be. Oh! <laughs> uh, so, well, what's my Sidetrack brother's been doing? Talk, hang on, it's Wednesday night, I'm a little rusty on this. So that means you guys are in the uh, the First Baptist Bar and Grill hanging out tonight, no, playing down a new show for tomorrow night, right? No Second Baptist Bar and Grill for us tonight. No, we're at One Half Radio Plaza where we do all our uh, recordings, and uh, let's see what we're doing here. Yep, <laughs> plenty of that. So... <laughs> Hey. Yeah, Jay, Jay, Jason's on number 12 right now. He said, y'all got to catch up with him. Wuss. Hey. We've already killed our case. <laughs> I, I can't make beer sound effects. I can't make beer sound effects because I'm busy pouring Old Forester into a glass. So. Old Forester? Come on, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. You come up with? Well, no, we can definitely do better. But, uh, you know, hey, we got budget constraints. we got to promote ourselves, so we got to spend some money on that budget. <laughs> You got 
I mean, if you, you, you know, know next what? week, if you want me to sit here next week and drink Booker's or a vintage bottle of George Stagg, that's fine. I'll do it. I don't care. We got Todd Stone. You're listening to this right now. Todd Stone is a Kentucky uh, bourbon connoisseur. Oh, we get along uh, great. He's going to send you a. Uh, he got to send you a relief package up there because if you boys are drinking old granddad and old Forrester, well, that's just right good. We don't even feed that our feed that to the dogs around here. That's all right. More for me. I'll drink it. See, I've heard other things about <laughs> Todd Stone, and I know he's listening. So, you know, I didn't know he was a connoisseur of bourbon, but I've heard a lot of other stories about that guy. You know what? The best bottle of bourbon I ever had was. We went was to that no, we <laughs> no, we went we went to Wild Turkey and we went on the tour, just me and my buddy, and we were down there for farm show. This would have been like two thousand three or two thousand four, and they were that day they were bottling. Um, eight-year-old wild turkey for export market. I think it was going to Greece or something. And their tour guy grabs two bottles off the line and shoves them in her coat. And we're like, okay. We get back to the gift center, and she goes back in the bathroom and turns on the hot water, takes the labels off, and comes back out and goes, here, these are for you guys. That was the best-tasting bottle I've ever had. Wow. Well, if you're watching chat right now, the Godfather, he is another connoisseur of Kentucky bourbon. Elmer T. Lee, that is probably some of the smoothest stuff. Yeah, I knew he liked that one. It is real good. I'll agree with him on that. See, I'm a, I'm a wild turkey yeah. fan, too. 101, that's, that's how it is. Yeah, I don't mind that. Um, uh, Russell's no. Reserve from them, real good, too. Uh, you guys uh, are all... tried um, Buffalo Trace? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Actually, Buffalo Trace is manufactured right there in Frankfort, Kentucky. Been there uh, a couple times. to Georgetown. Eagle Rare Single Barrel from them, one of my favorites. See now, now we now we got the Todd saying that you boys crossed the border into Wisconsin for Toman. They'll be there all stocked, ready to go if y'all want to get down with it. We're not cheeseheads. We don't go to Wisconsin. <laughs> Sorry, that. <laughs> We got some standards in life. I mean, come on. I mean, we don't drink Bud Light like that certain other show on Monday nights, you know. We're high-class alcoholics. Yeah, we hold our pinkies out when we're drinking. Hey, that's kind of like me and Calvert here, high-class white trash. (laughs) What I find funny is I just pulled up chat right now on my phone because I forgot my laptop at home, but... You got Jason Calvert on chat right now instead of doing duties on the show. What is going on with that? I don't think we've ever had a uh, guest running, in the chat room at the same time. I'm, I'm running the board. He's taking care of all social media. <laughs> God, welcome back to Behind the Holler. <laughs> exactly. So well, we're 16 minutes in. This show's already took a dive. So, yeah, we're yeah no, normal day at the office around here. So uh, let everybody else know. This is the second show of Hydrax Hijinxed, and uh, nobody's safe. So, uh, who knows? Maybe the Godfather's next. You never know. Oh, oh! so you all have been doing this to other shows, is what you're telling me. We did yeah, we it did. to Rain Adam, what was it, two weeks ago? Yeah, a couple of weeks, two, three weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, and you know what? For those who are listening live right now, I'm behind the holler. All the other shows had the opportunity to call in today. We gave them our direct line into the studio. No takers. No takers. This is the second or third time we've put that number out there and said, hey, you guys know when we're in studio, call in. Come on. You want to hijack us? And nobody's done it. The thing about it is, 
is you guys were in the studio when I'm doing my show, so that's no good for me. Well, you don't count. We we knew that for you, but it don't matter. You can still oh. call in on your show and uh, have us in live. Now, you know, now I've got the studio number. It's on now. Next time I take a month off. Hey, you know what? <laughs> and, and we're we're putting the word out there. First time ever for pulling radio network. As far as we know, next week we're putting the number yep. out there. We're going to promote it hard. It's going to be call in show. We're taking all comers. Yep, you call in. You have a motorsports related topic, and if you can keep it. Uh, PG thirteen to say the least. Um, we'll put it out there. We'll throw it out there. We're not scared, but uh, if you call and be a complete idiot, on the other hand, it's not going to happen. So make sure you check out the sidetrack with Armstead and Post Facebook page. The number will be posted for you guys oh, to call I, in next week. You come on my show promoting your show. What the hell is this? It's, that's how hijacking works. <laughs> <laughs> So for those of you who are listening, this is what goes on on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. So if you didn't know hey, this, you need we, to tune in. And seriously, we, we want the other shows to do this to us because we're having a ball doing it. It's fun. So come at us. This is a blast. It's cross-promotion. You know what? I mean, we'll we're going to we'll, come with our label. You guys come back with us with yours. Yeah, we'll talk to you guys up too. Get it done. Yeah. Well, let, let me ask you a question. Since I've been gone, have you seen anything out of Uncle Zeke and Shecky? Uh, not no, much, no. no. Okay. Uh, that didn't sound very positive. They said no really fast. <laughs> well, they well behind, behind the hall, there's been parked for a long, long time, and I understand both of them have uh, side jobs serving as jacks on that trailer. So. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Behind the Holler was a new show for Pulling Radio Network. I didn't know it existed. Yeah, actually, Dave, you on the night. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I posted on Facebook today, guys, uh, what's it take to get on the full radio network? I got this idea for a show called Behind the Holler, and they like, you can do it tonight. <laughs> oh, God, I got to give the backstory of that one. We got a chat group for all us hosts on there, and... Uh, we got talking, and the Godfather made a comment about Behind the Holler. I go, hey, that'd be a great idea for a show. And Dave pops up, you think so? When you th- What's it going to take? And we go, well, I got all... He- Dave goes, well, I got all that equipment. Well, you know what? I think we got a spot tonight at 7 o'clock. You can tune in. There used to be a guy who did a show at that time, but he took off for Nashville. We haven't heard anything since. <laughs> yeah, he, he couldn't get no numbers. He was, he was a deadbeat, so somebody had to take his spot. He's falling asleep every night with headphones on, listening to Buck Owens. They're going to make me a big star. <laughs> Well, didn't you hear, Charles? I think we announced it over Sidetracked that uh, the guy who used who was, did that show at seven o'clock is now the lead singer for In Sync. Oh yeah, we did. We did announce that. <laughs> <laughs> Something they couldn't get Justin Timberlake to come back, so they got that guy to do it. <laughs> I can't wait to see your dance moves. <laughs> you guys are killing me. <laughs> well. So how's the show going? Oh, we're binge on here hijacking my show. Let's talk about sidetracks. Well, we've done. We've already laid down the track for our news, which is nothing because it's a dead time of year. But uh, we had no obituaries. We uh, did our birthdays, and we had a few birthdays we listed off, and uh, we're gonna have a wonderful uh, lady tonight. Well, hang on, let me give. Let me let me give you a little information then. Uh, you guys uh, will be the two great crazy uncles from the north. Uh, for the next crazy kid coming up, middle of December, actually December 24th, uh, 
just got word I wasn't going to announce this tonight, but I'll go ahead and do it. Ben, y'all need some information. Um, me and my wife are going to have a little one December 24th, so uh, there's some news for you. Congratulations, Congratulations, sir. Yeah, from 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 everybody here at Sidetracked, um, yeah, absolutely. Congratulations to you, and wonderful, wonderful news. Best thing I've heard this week. Don't worry. We'll uh, we'll make sure we send some Michigan yeah, State yeah. gear down for you to put on the child. I'll treat him as if he was my own nephew and corrupt him appropriately. <laughs> oh yeah, I, and I wouldn't expect I wouldn't expect any different. But I've done been told that uh, there's some uncles that uh, the child will not be allowed around. Oh boy. Um, um, I will I will forward that email that list on to. <laughs> <laughs> boy, I'm on the, so I'm that- on the, I'm on the list, and you haven't even actually met me yet. <laughs> So I guess that carton of Marlboro menthol lights and that case of Budweiser's going out the window real quick. Well, that wouldn't be no different than down here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. for us to send it back to them, boy, that's just middleman in the middle there. I thought that was a christening gift down there. That kid ain't even got to leave Kentucky to get treated like that. <laughs> so what do we got on the agenda? Because everybody's going to hear this also on... Uh, Sidetrack tomorrow night. So, what's on the agenda for the behind the holler with uh, Mr. Dave Foltz for the coming weeks? Well, well, tonight, well, t- tonight. Uh, I know you got that really strange Calvert guy in there. We, we talked about that, and we just didn't come up with anything. But uh, next week, going to be live from the Scott County Fairgrounds for the second annual Scott County FFA Alumni Tailgate Party. Nice. At 7 o'clock. Wait. Me and the Godfather will be there again. Tailgate party? Oh, it's, FFA, it's, party. it's FFA, Drew. They won't take us. Oh. It's Kentucky. Hey, no. No, we didn't say Girl Scouts. We just said FFA. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is our brother's show on Wednesday nights. Most uh. people don't realize it, but this is our brother's show on, on Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, where we uh, on occasion uh, go off circuit, but uh, also next week we are going to be back out live pulling action, KTPA pulling action live from Scott County Fairgrounds next Saturday night, starting at seven o'clock. I do believe it is. I mean, I didn't uh, comprehend that. Yep, seven o'clock awesome. next Saturday night, May twenty-first. We're going to be live right here on the Pulling Radio Network again. We need to change our latitude, Drew, because we're so far north that just we there's no action here yet for another three four weeks. I've got a garden tractor pull on Sunday. That's it. Yeah. And it's in Canada, so I really don't want to pay the fees to live stream from there. Not that anybody really would go. Know. We're not. We're not. We're not live streaming. We're just. Uh, we're doing the radio thing because I haven't uh, even figured that. out how to connect the wires together to do live streaming. Anything just, you, just that do. requires data in Canada with a phone. The roaming charges are ridiculous. I think it's like ninety cents for Verizon for a text message in Canada. Yeah, it's expensive. Well, just make sure you let me know on text message when you're heading across that bridge. <laughs> He's out of the country, I mean, boys. No, Let's no, go nuts. Not that I would blow you up on purpose, but I'm just saying. <laughs> That's why my little Metro PCS phone has an international plan now, yeah. so I can do that. <laughs> I got I got a little bit of pull at the border. I've got uh, some very close family that uh, operates it within customs up there. I'll make sure he doesn't get back in the country <laughs> until he's had a full I, body I got, cavity I search. Up, I got a cousin up around there somewhere named Tobook Willie. 
<laughs> oh boy. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> uh, I, I was going to say a lot of things, but they, we'd have to edit them out hey, and bleep it. Hold up, hold up, guys. Hold up, hold up. I got somebody else. Just hang, hang on. Yeah, but when I saw it calling, I said, well, hell, I might as well welcome him back. Welcome him back. Yeah, well. Uh, that, that sounds now, like the Godfather. Here with two monkeys from uh, Sidetrack. Hey, yeah, the I'm, Godfather. You know, I'm sitting out under the shade tree enjoying the Pulling Radio Network. And I hear our friends from up north call in, and I'm like, Oh, damn, this must be some kind of family reunion. It is. <laughs> <laughs> we have those lights. <laughs> Full of radio network family reunion. Yeah. Well, it's a family yeah, reunion and a wedding down there at the same time, and there's only one family, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I can take you to some places that are that way. <laughs> <laughs> We cultivate blue people around here. Yeah. <laughs> when your family tree is <laughs> a wreath. Well, I wanted to call and say welcome back. Hello, Charles. Hello, Andrew. Hey, Godfather. And I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to listening. Well, Godfather, before you go That's quick. Right. Hey, well, thank Godfather. Before you go quick, uh-huh. what do you have uh, in store for us tomorrow night, uh, right before our show? Yes, and I am going to try my best not to cut into your time slot. Hey, we're not worried about that. Tomorrow night. Go ahead and go <laughs> over. You're going to get some good stories. Go ahead and go over. It's fine with us. Yes, I, it's going to. I, I talked to him for over an hour. Well, no, wait a minute. Let me back up. I talked to him for two hours last night, just laying down some minute what I wanted to talk about, what I wanted to cover, and oh, did I get some stories? Awesome. Looking hope, forward to that. I hope I get half of those out. And by the way, behind the holler got got bonsai by one show on Polaroid Network. We've got bonsai by two. Look what we started, Drew. Well, hey. Listen, we got we got uh, Jason Schultz has his own promotion company, basically, with beer money pulling team. So we gotta do something to promote our show. I think it works. I, I'm willing to go heads up against Schultze. <laughs> but I do have one bit of information that I will give out tonight on this show that I found out last night. This is not a set in stone, but when Ray Taluki had Gardner Stone's grandson on his show and they talked about the stage four being at Bowling Green for the Legends. It is not going to be there for the Legends. It is going to be competing in the unlimited modified class. Wow. wow. Yes. Wow. Bring it. That's why so, we call him the Godfather right there. That is. And that, that, that information I did find out last night. That uh, And I, I learned some more. To be a legend tractor, it has to have been built before 1980. And that part kills me. So that means, so, yes. so that means so, I'm a legend. Yeah, me too. 
But well, that's I'm the, out. <laughs> that, that's the kind of information that's going to come out tomorrow night and the Throwback Thursday show. What about the driver? I was I was built before 1980. Yeah, uh, the the driver don't count. Oh man, hey, that means we're legends if we're before 1980. Some of you think Calvert are legends in their own mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the tail all, end of that decade, so I'm out all completely. <laughs> <laughs> so. But I have some business that I have to go take care of before bedtime. Welcome back, Dave. Mom, take a while. Yeah, well, (laughs) 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 so anyway, my wife's gonna kill me. You're gonna have to edit that part. Too late. But anyway, uh, good being on here. Glad you're back, Dave. Let's. Uh, hey, don't let's forget keep... we got a show next. We got a show next Wednesday night together. So don't forget about that. Yes, I know that. I, I haven't <laughs> forgot. I have. I have a. I have a big reminder. I have a uh, person I have to pick up at the airport just before that. So I'm. I'm good. I. I, I got that mentally in my brain. Cool. So, cool, man. Oh, well, thank you for coming on, guys. All of you. Thank you yep. for welcoming me back. I know the other two wouldn't welcome me back. They were just. <laughs> I, I thought thank we were done with them. Genuine and welcome me back. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you later, Dave. Take okay. care, Godfather. Good night, Eric. So, man, that just got interesting quick. Yeah. So, with I that. I didn't know that many people actually listen to this show. <laughs> <laughs> The check is in the mail, right, for us listening tonight? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We we pay off everybody that we uh, have have tuned in. So yeah, all three of you guys, thank yeah, you. Just, so <laughs> don't yeah, ca- don't cash it until show. next week. That's the only thing. Yeah. Send it to All Mark Sales Plaza, uh, floor one, uh, floor one hundred and one, Brooksville, uh, Kentucky. Yeah, we're at the top of the list of. We're we're on the same level as uh, Calvert Racing Engines. Um, um, he is he's in the high rise right next to me. <laughs> so with that, we're gonna let high, you have your high rise high rise nine cinder blocks. Pay extra for that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so with yeah, that, we'll let you guys have your show back. Break. We'll let you guys have your show back. We're gonna continue on with sidetrack. So. Make sure everybody tunes in tomorrow night at 8 o'clock to hear this hilarity again, so. (laughs) All right, man. I'll talk to you later on. Yep. Take care, Dave. Welcome back, bud. So another successful takeover by sidetracked with Armstead and Post. And boy, look what we instigated. We got the Godfather. We got the, the Godfather the, in. With I, that. I gotta say, I, I gotta be honest. Probably the least likely person I figured to take up that gauntlet. But thank you, Eric. Yes, awesome, awesome. And he dropped the knowledge. Wow, the, that story. He comes in over the top every time. We honest. said we didn't have any news. We've got news. Yeah, the so general effect, but the, the general, general back in unlimited. Awesome. So, uh, God, this is this is a great this is, takeover. This is why we're this is why we're do the PRN thing because I mean, just the talent pool that we got here and that pulls in stories from all corners of the country. And for those of you who don't know and don't actually listen to us on Pulling Radio Network, you should. Just for the reason is tune in early, listen to Godfather Eric Pruitt with Throws Back Thursdays, seven p.m. Thursdays. He always has some great guests on, great knowledge on the history of the sport. 
you know, Dave Foltz. Actually, if you're listening to this on PRN, you already know that because you've heard his show. But, we're recording in advance of that, but tomorrow night, and we're not going to say who his guest is. We'll leave that yes. to, to the Godfather. You know, but you've already heard it, so you know. But he brought it hard. Yep. So I mean, make sure you listen to all the shows. Well, there's James Phillips, Ken Eggleston, my two favorite shows, no doubt. Jason Schultz with the Let's Grow Pulling. Uh, Ray and Adam with uh, Full Pull. Jesse Dawson with the Kentucky Puller News. Swap Shop on the weekends. Swap Shop every weekend. I believe it's 10, two, or 10 noon and 2. Um, I got me a hot farm. I like to see 30,000 for it. has got some 30 over lines. And- <laughs> That's about it, too. And every weekend it is repeats, except for Sunday night where we go. Uh, it's all about men with uh, Mr. Kenny Eggleston. So, uh, and us on Thursday nights yep. at eight, must see TV. Oh, wait, wrong network. Uh, it's a hey, absolute we got the disaster. prime time slot. We got the prime time slot. Absolute disaster. So, uh, three idiots <laughs> in a basement recording studio talking about nothing that anybody cares about. So with that, we're going to take a quick break here, and then we're going to come back with our guest on. So this is Sidetracked on Pulling Radio Network. Life Media Tech is your one-stop shop for multimedia, photography, videography, live event productions, and web systems and infrastructure design and maintenance. Life Media can handle it all. Drew and I trust Life Media to use years of experience to bring Sidetrack to you each and every week. Isn't it a time that you did the same? Serving Metro Detroit and the Blue Water area, contact Life Media directly at 810-689-4151. That's Life Media, 810-689-4151. And we're back on Sidetrack with Armstead and Posh on the Pulling Radio Network. And joining us tonight, a very special guest, Melissa Richardson from the Thumb area uh, here in Michigan. And she has a wonderful story that I've asked her to share with you all in the sport of pulling. She grew up around it and uh, as an avid puller in her own right and um, kind of a kindred spirit for me in a certain special way because she makes her professional living in the same line of work that I do, which is highly unlikely for people who engage in this motorsport. So good evening, Melissa. Welcome to Sidetrack. Good evening. How are you? We're doing well. Well, we got some beer, so we're doing really good right now. How's that? Well, wonderful for you. <laughs> it's part of the show. I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. I guess we should have warned you we do do drops, too. Yes, we do. <laughs> hey, that's fine. It all makes it fun. And that's the whole thing here. So why don't you get into... The Richardson story of pulling, I mean, God, there's such a vast history for you guys in this sport going back many decades. Well, it actually goes back to about 1975 when my dad first started pulling stock farm tractors. And he didn't he didn't start with he didn't Um, start with what we're used to knowing him as, right? I mean he started in a different class. Yes, he started with a 4,000 Ford. So actually in the farm class, which back then was the bigger classes than what they are now. That was actually a touring thing with with them back then was the, the literally, you know, today we think of farm stock as being this 
uh, 3,000 RPM, kind of a hot farm deal, but back then it wasn't, was it? No, it was not. It was actually just bring what you brung from the field and pulled and showed what you had. I mean, what actually got him started with it is he worked at Lacey Ford's in Sandusky, which is now TNT equipment. Yeah, yeah. Which actually, um, Al Lacey, who owned that, is related to my mother. So he's the one that actually got uh, got my dad involved in tractor pulling. That's good, good family tie. That's how most people get in, I think. I don't know, because yep. I didn't come in and do it that way. <laughs> yep, and back in, back in the day, actually, um, he pulled with the 4,000 Ford, then he moved up to a 5,000 Ford, and then I remember stories of Don Eagle pulling, and he was another puller from the Sandusky area. And then from there, he went to a 6,000 Ford, which was in the super stock class. Now, talk. how much do you remember of that? Because a 6,000 Ford is, has, well, in its production run, was kind of much maligned as a, as a factory piece. But um, he, he really did some interesting work with that thing from the pictures that I saw. Yeah, um, it actually was too heavy for him to pull it the way it was stacked. So between him and my mom, they actually drilled holes everywhere on the stack frame. Started out with a smaller drill bit, went to a bigger one, and then went to a bigger one yet. I don't know the sizes of all that, but that was to eliminate some of the weight. (laughs) (laughs) And then then did it, it had more than one stage of turbocharging, did it not? Um, Yes, it did. I'm not sure of all of that per se, but it actually ended up with a really nice paint job, and it was called Old Smoky Mom's Headaches and Dad's Expense. (laughs) (laughs) That's appropriate. (laughs) Yep, and we, I mean, from the pictures that you've seen that I posted on Facebook, we were always out there doing something with him. Normally, we were the gophers, but we were always out there wanting to help and learn, and I guess that's where I got my knowledge of a lot of the tractors and wanting to know more about what's going on in the sport. And we will be, like, if it's okay with you, Melissa, we will be putting them up on the sidetrack page Yeah, we'll for share that. those who want to see them because there is some really, really cool pictures you posted of pulling back in the day of the 6,000 of him on the 4th, I believe it's the 4,000 or the 5,000. I think he said he went from one to the other, but... Uh, yep, and those X... Yeah, and those pictures were actually taken on the four, the four thousand and the five thousand. I believe those were actually at the Croswell Fair. Which unfortunately, we found out is Back not going to have a poll this year. Yeah, pardon of, me. Croswell's not going to have a poll this year, so it's kind of a bummer because that was a pinnacle poll in this area for a long time. Right. It does sound like they're having Mid um, Michigan poll in there though with the mini tractors. Oh, good. That's good, good to hear. On either Tuesday or Thursday night. Hmm. We'll have to check out that schedule and get up there. But I'm, I'm pulling up my calendar now. I'm wondering. <laughs> Sidetrack so. side yeah, knows no bounds. Right. Um, the pulling group that I pull with is Empty Pocket Pullers right now, and we used to be there as well, but I don't know. The last couple of years they didn't want us as they were doing stuff with uh, – um, Lucky Thumb Motorcycle Race 
club. So we just kind of left it be because they were prepping the track for the races instead. And being that it's a horse track, I can't imagine there's too much different that you would do, but that's just me. No, and it's pretty sandy. Yeah. Which actually, so I neither... did, didn't think about it. Actually, I believe, Missy, you, Melissa, you probably pulled with uh, one of the guests we've had on here before. He's an electric puller, Darren Gilbert. Yes, I have. So, yep. our, our second mini Tim, puller. He and... um, got involved, I think, in the... Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. We, we keep breaking up, so I don't know if it's me or if it's the connection with you. <laughs> No, that's okay. Go ahead. And you were saying with, with Darren. Um, Darren actually started pulling with us um, with empty pocket pullers before he went over to mid-Michigan with Jim Percola. Yeah, Jim, I believe, is the guy who set up the what the big uh, electric one that we've, we talked about, Charles, if I remember right. Okay. Jim is actually the owner of the big He's outlaw, the guy. so to speak. I got gotcha. you. Right. The big yeah. altered, so. Yep. So talk about your current setup. What uh, what are you pulling these days? Um, right now I have a 1100 Suzuki in a homemade frame with a S10 transmission and a Ranger rear end. Now that's a combination. How did you guys <laughs> arrive at that? Um, I really don't know. I bought it as it. <laughs> hey, nothing but wrong with that. Rather... Yep, it's rather interesting. Um, I've learned plenty over the last 16 years driving it from front to back, <laughs> top to bottom. Now, you're, it's a it's a four-cylinder Suzuki carbureted, right? Correct. And are you on are you on gas, or have you made the conversion to methanol? Um, actually, I use airplane fuel. Okay. When my dad switched over to pulling his Allison, um, we actually switched my tractor over to the um, airplane fuel as well because it burns cooler. Yeah, yep. I've used the same stuff and mixed with mixed with clots always in my vintage saws, some of which are, are card engine powered. So yeah, it does it works well for me okay. in, that, in that application too. Yeah, so, yep. Yep. So I can run more than you know a couple of times where most of the people that don't have radiators on their motorcycles can only run once or twice because mine doesn't get as hot as theirs. Right. Now, does has has there been a, the same sort of changeover in in your world with pulling as there has been in the big big realms where pull offs are almost a thing of the past and everything is floating finish line, or, or are you guys still adhering to pull offs? Um, it depends on how many um, participants we have in our classes. A lot of them like to have the pull offs still. Um, if we're on a time frame, we try not to, so that way we can get done and meet our promoter's requirements. Which is always a smart idea. That, no, that makes perfect. That's a perfect uh, explanation for for the difference there. That makes sense. Yeah, but a lot of us still. I don't know if it's the older generation that we still have that pull with us that like to do the the full pull things instead of a float and finish. I think that's something. I mean, for my own part, you know, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm old enough to remember the days where a pull off was a huge, huge deal, and it was something that was looked forward to in an event. But also, in in a day to day sense, been around the sport enough to where I recognize why we are in the, the the floating finish line world that we're in now. 
I, I guess, I guess as far as my own piece and, and I will, with a caveat that I don't have personal investment in, in a machine that has to make that decision. I really come down purely as an announcer and a promoter. I come down on the side of the excitement of the show. I miss the pull-offs. I wish they still existed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you knew when you went to an event and there was a pull-off, the guys who were in the pull-off were the best of the best for that night. And you want to see what they would be like heads up in a tougher sled setting and see what they could do. And unfortunately, kind of a lot of that's gone now because it's, well, all 11 members are up on the same sled setting and whoever pulls that sled setting is the best. Well, yeah, it's kind of an even field, but it's that it takes that tier of uh, excitement or tier of uh, horsepower out of it, so to speak. I guess for my part, and you tell me how far how far <laughs> off I am on this. Actually, the the piece that I like the best about pull offs versus the floating finish line is I I actually really 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 enjoy the meet in the middle where it's top three over three hundred come back and it drives that excitement throughout the class of getting into knockout scenarios and who's still in and who's been blown out. You know, based on the, what you've seen in pulling, what, where would you fall within that framework? I actually like the full pull scenario like you agreed with because then you have the top of the, you know, the best of the best to be able to go through. And it always kind of disappointed me when you had like three people in the pull-off and one of them says, oh, I'll just take third because I don't want to hurt my tractor. And then the other two just go and that's like, well, that's not even really fair. They shouldn't be even allowed to do that. If they want to have third, they should be able to pull, need to pull to get that. Yeah, and I remember back even actually, and before any of this nonsense even started, you'd get into a situation where we'd go to an event, and you know I won't say who, but I can remember um, traveling to NTPA events where you'd get it, it, two guys anyway into a pull off, and one of them knew they were hurt or didn't, they were too hot, they didn't want to run again. They at least had to go out there and bump the sled, and then at that point, it was on them. You know, are you going to just bump the sled and take the points in the position and roll off into the sunset, or are you going to wind it up and throw down for the fans? And it was fun to watch the perspective change, especially late in the season, uh, particularly Hillsdale was always good for this. It was, it, it was and still is the last hook on Wolverine's schedule every year. And it, at that hook... Everybody just put it right on the floorboards. Didn't matter because they knew they had all winter to rebuild. Right. And I wish they would kind of come back with that scenario instead of letting them do what they do now. Actually, that's very timely. It's, if, you don't, if you'll permit it, let's get into that a little bit because that's actually been a topic that's been raging on some of the message boards even this week. Uh, the American-style model of pulling as, as a paradigm versus the European style model here in America, things have progressed into the realm of floating finish lines where you just go hard as you can hammer down, you know, break parts, whatever it takes on a one shot basis versus Europe, where it is about the show and giving the fans what they want, where everybody pretty much expects that if, as long as nothing goes totally haywire, you're going to run a full pull, and then you're going to have to come back and run for it and, and actually make a pull. But they tune their equipment to be able to be reliable for that back-to-back, whereas 
in U the U.S., it feels like everything's on kill. What are your thoughts on that? And I think the, re the reason why they switched it is because here in the Americans ended up putting more money into their tractors than what some of the other um, places that pull, and they just don't want to spend that money if they were to break their tractor, you know, or blow up a motor or whatever, where back in the day, to me, I don't think that mattered as much to people because they didn't have as much money invested. Yeah, it was a cost, but not as much as what they have into their tractors today. I think that's a fair point. And again, I, you know, I don't come at it. Full disclosure, I'm just an announcer. I don't have, I don't put wrenches to aluminum and steel on a nightly basis. So I'm not in that realm. I can't speak to that directly, but I do feel that as sophisticated as we become within the sport and our ability to tune, we probably, if we, if we did adopt, and I'm not necessarily advocating it, but if we did adopt the European style model, I think there is that tuning window where, you know, you, you've got to, you've got to do just enough to get to the next round and then just get it cooled off and, and then come back and go after it. And would it really necessarily be that much more expense? I I don't know. Bearings and rings, maybe. But beyond that, I I, I guess I don't know. And and you know, if I if I'm ignorant about it, you certainly know where to find me and tell me what an idiot I am. Well, right. Well, like you said, you're just the announcer, so you don't know a lot of the mechanical <laughs> runs about things. But <laughs> holy crap! I just got put in my place. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I did. No, I'm agree with you. I'll, I'll agree with you on that. I don't. I don't. I'm, I mean, I'm not out there. No pun intended, but no, that's fair. I I don't. I'm not out there. I don't know. Um, I don't have to but have to do with like, that stuff. You know, back in the day when my dad pulled the six thousand Ford, every time, well, he pulled in two classes because they had the light class and the heavy class. Every night when we brought that tractor home, we had to split it in half and t change all the clutch plates after every pull and that was costly oh it sure is it sure is yeah I'm, I'm not trying to take anything away from anybody who has to do it and certainly you know that kind of an operation wow having to split a tractor every night that's that's work that is physical work too in addition to the expense yep i didn't do a lot of wrenching back then because i was too young to do that but i do remember it coming apart every after every pull and because they, it would just get so hot and they would be melted together. You could take it out and drop it on the cement floor and they wouldn't even come apart. Wow. That's, and that's, you know, that's when you're pushing that hard, that's very reminiscent of what, frankly, what the guys are dealing with in drag racing, uh, where, yeah, they're welding clutches together and that's a common story. So I can see, certainly see where the expense isn't worth the effort for that second run. So that, that does make sense. I can take that. Right. I can take that. So you hinted at it a second ago, or a few minutes ago there, Melissa, but your dad moved from the Ford 6000 to a little bit hotter, a little bit bigger class. Uh, where did he go from after well, Superstock? After the Superstock, he went into the modified class with just a single motor, single carburetor, and putzed along. And then in his wisdom, he ended up putting turbos on it. Which and that's, I don't remember too much about that just by pictures. That's fascinating um, to me to to run the turbos because we still don't see that in pulling really on a on a very high level. 
No, we do not. We have a gentleman that wants to do that with a little one that pulls with us um, onto a, I think it's an inline six motor. He wants to put a turbo on it. And he's been kind of talking to my dad back and forth about that. I don't know. So I'm kind of interested to see that come, Paul. Don't let him have EFI. That's all I can say because <laughs> just, just yeah, don't let him have EFI. <laughs> <laughs> and then after he went from the one engine, um, we went through three different frames to, well, he first started out with a red frame. Then we went to an orange frame to the blue frame that he has currently, which ended up being called Mighty Mouse. I don't remember if the red one actually had a name or not, but the orange tractor was called, it's a little bit off because on one side to the other, it was never the same dimension, hole, size, anything. <laughs> is that is that the one, now, which, is it the orange or the red frame? And because of digital fidelity, it's, it's gone. Is it the orange or the red frame that... Uh, is in those videos that I've been putting up with. I, actually, we now think it's not 1989, it's 1988 with TTPA. That would be the orange frame. Okay. <clears throat> which my dad still currently has, sitting in the in a bunk silo at the farm. <laughs> no kidding. That makes it eligible for the Legends nope. Tour. It's old. It, it might. When was it built? Um, I really don't know. If if you had it pre nineteen eighty, we can we can we can dig that back out and go on the Legends tour with it. I'm sure it probably was, but I'd have to ask my ask that for sure. But I know it's been around for quite a while, and that one came out with two motors in it. It wasn't until we got the blue frame that he ended up with three motors. Well, two crank to crank, and then one with an up box. Those were Chevrolets, were they not? Yeah, they were 454s. He did run some with um, 327s, and I think those were in the orange frame. Gotcha. And then we get and to then, then we get then we get to the the last evolution, which is my favorite engine. I love this thing. Oh God, yes. Well, in between there, he also had the four engines in it, which I haven't been able to find a lot of pictures oh, of that. I didn't. I didn't know that. Where we had two, we had the front two connected crank to crank, and the back two were in sideways with a gearbox. Uh, interesting. I, well, I, I had shown and, I had shown video of the blue chassis with with the three with the crank to crank and then the stair step third kicker. To Charlie Capozo, and, and he remembered it, and you know was like, yeah, that's that was one of the, that was a tough mod to pull against, but uh, didn't I didn't know there was a there was a four engine in there. Yeah, there was four. We used to pull in the in the lightweight class with three. We would take the front motor out. Um, the way my dad had it set up is we actually purchased um, Charlie Wilcox's trailer and um, truck. So we had to climb up top of the trailer and put a bar out, and within 15 minutes we could have that motor out and ready for him to pull with three. Interesting. And then That's in the awesome. heavy class, we put the fourth motor back in and connected everything to pull with four. <clears throat> that sort of thing just doesn't it doesn't happen anymore. Those There's are the good old days. There's only one team I can think of still doing that, and it's the Joe Stocks. They'll pull the four, fifth engine off. To go well, back them. and pull mods, even but them, not they... 
Yeah. Even then, they haven't, night. they haven't put a fifth on as, as an unlimited kicker in several years now, even though they've got the gearbox to do it. It hasn't, I haven't seen it. I haven't while. seen it either. Yeah, it's been quite a while since they've done that. They've, you know, they would, they would change the blower overdrive and I think uh, the finals uh, for the gearbox and that's it. They haven't, they haven't done the fifth in a while. Which actually interesting, you know, interesting for the Joe Stocks. They're running a mini. Terry's going to have a mini out this year, so that'll be interesting to see too. But anyway, continuing on with with what Mighty Mouse became. Yeah, so it started out with, like I said, with two motors. Then we went to three. Then we went to four. Then we ended up taking out completely all four of them and putting in the Allison aircraft. And you guys were, is it still? carbureted or did they switch to fuel did you ever switch to fuel injection on that no we it's still carbureted it still actually broke from bad x about four years ago sitting in the trailer out of sight out of mind only because um some will not approve for him to have fuel injection on it to make it run the way that it needs to run yeah and i will i'll be one to stand up and say you know it's it well it it's too bad what's happened with the mod class within thumb the, the opportunity is there and it's still on the table that it could come back and be what it what it could be um maybe that's a conversation for a different show on another day but um yeah definitely miss hearing here hearing the buzz and dozens come out um on tracks anywhere but especially here right and and the dream of my dad was actually to have the Allison aircraft in it, and unfortunately he wasn't able to pull it to his fullest potential because of the limitations and of the people that were afraid that it was going to beat them. I don't know. I don't necessarily know. I don't necessarily know they had anything to got. fear, but I, I don't necessarily know that they had anything to fear from it. Uh, it you know, there, there's that old motorsports standard there's no replacement for displacement but i mean i don't necessarily think that it applies in every case i I think the allison can be um competitive with uh you know if you if you allow it to be fuel injected i still think it could be competitive with um a properly overdriven supercharged v8 because the automotive tech has has far surpassed what's in in the allison's even given what teams are doing in the u.s and in especially in europe uh with pushing allison tech oh true but yeah we we definitely miss uh seeing mighty mouse out there and uh giving us that unique sound <coughs> nothing like it unfortunately for me i mean at the point the mods were at you know their final point for thumb I wasn't following Thumb that much, so unfortunately, I never got to see Mighty Mouse even run. Oh, wow. That I remember. I mean, I'm sure I remember it in a V8 configuration, but never in the um, Allison configuration, just because by that point, I'd moved on to NTPA, ATPA, you know, the bigger stuff is all I'd go to, and the few antique poles I actually competed in. No, I saw I never even got to see Allison run. Numerous times got the honor of, of being able to announce it, too, at various polls. Um, from what you know, what is it that's so cantankerous about an Allison carbureted versus injected? Why 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 is it so tough? Um, personally, that I do not know. No, that's fair. 
That's fair. I kind of, <clears throat> kind of blindsided you with that one. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, but from what I hear is that with it being carbureted, it's not getting enough fuel in order for it to meet its potential, which is why it actually pops and backfires. Yeah, and that would stand a reason. Which is why in Bad Axe, the last pull that he pulled it, it actually kind of backfired, popped the, the housing, and had a little bit of a fire. Yeah, carbureted, they were always notorious for having that. I don't, And I don't know why. I don't know if it was a timing thing in the cams themselves where, you know, the intake valve was hanging open just a little bit and, and there would be crossover with the old style points ignition where it would trigger a spark plug and, and then it would light up everything through the intake tract back through the supercharger and out the carburetor. And if you're lucky, the only thing that would happen was it would blow the air cleaner apart. And if you were unlucky, it would blow the whole housing on the supercharger. But they seem to be awfully notorious for that prior to the adoption of the Hillborn uh, fuel injection on those engines. But just one of those things. And if I had my way to push my father to get it going again, it would happen. But he's just kind of lost the drive to do so, I think. How many, maybe you won't admit this, maybe you don't, because of how how dear Allison engines have become. How many Allisons does he have? I mean, is he sitting on a stockpile, or is it just the one? Uh, he has, I think, three actual blocks and a whole bunch of bits and pieces that if he had to, I think he could put another one together to have two running. Isn't it amazing that the, the you know what back in the sixties I think it was maybe even the fifties they were they were government auctions where you could go pick one of these things a dime up. A dozen. Yeah, you could go pick one up at a government auction for for three hundred bucks. You get the whole thing, the whole shooting match, still brand new in a crate. And today, man, they're on obtainium. Yeah, yeah, they're like digging for gold. What a shame! And I, I hats off to. Guys here, you know, the, the Diekmans and the Bollingers flying that flag, and then over in Europe with the Green Monster teams doing that. They're not, they have a third tractor out now, brand new, with Allison Power, and with a supercharger, a centrifugal supercharger of their own design, their own manufacture, their own induction system. They were toying with on the light one, going back to the old, original, getting away from the Hillborn injection and going to their own, the, the original um, cast uh, intake system but with their own common rail fuel injection just trying all these things and trying to advance allison's when really nobody else really gives a crap and that's a shame except for the fans that's a shame right i really like listening to them run they they're just awesome i'd rather listen to them than actually the car motor tractors I, i'm right there with you it, it doesn't matter they're super supercharged supercharged turbocharged sounds doesn't matter them. sounds great and they they hit you in a different place. The the, the V8 stuff will rattle grandstands and you feel it through your bottom, but uh, a, a proper running Allison will hit you right in the rib cage with just the the most beautiful sonic assault. How much? And maybe do you know this? How much did of the Allison technology crossed over into pulling from the boat racers and the hydroplane guys who made use of them? 
Right. Being being um, so close to Gold Cup country with a, with a, the old the ultimate hydroplane race being down here on the Detroit River, did your dad have much crossover with those guys? Um, he talked to a couple of the guys that did the boat racing um, to try to figure out different ways to um, get the carburetor and stuff going, and they actually had him send his carburetor to Texas to someone to tear it apart, look at it, to make sure everything was okay, and it still didn't seem to be at the right potential for his tractor. Interesting. Was it just the operating with, or? Was it just the operating with, what it, you know, the, 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 the RPM band that he needed the, needed the power to be, or it would just, it was totally different conditions from the boat guys? Um, to be honest, I'm not really sure. No, that's fair. That's fair. And he even took his motor down to actually to Bollinger's, and they actually worked on some of the stuff. I don't know what all they worked on. <clears throat> no, no better source than than going right to to the B and D guys and getting the good stuff on Allison. So what's new? Yep. For, what's new for Melissa Richardson with a 2016 pulling season? What do you got going on? Um, right now I have no motor in my tractor. I'm getting it rebuilt. So hopefully I can be one of the top dogs this year. Um, last year I kind of, um, got down to second and third overall. I ended up blowing up a motor and had to sit out a couple pulls. So I'm hoping to regain some of that this year. Nothing wrong with that. It's the parl part of the, part of the upward curve. Yep. And it's, it's interesting, you know, it's just fun to, to do all of that and meet the new people and people like you and Andrew and just the different people around. It's just, it's amazing. Yeah, that's definitely half the fun of polling. I know I'm looking forward to hitting some more of the mini polls. I haven't been able to get to them as much, but I know uh, I think I'm going to hit my, probably my first one in about four or five years. I'll be at Peck uh, June 4th. Yeah, June 4th. It's the okay, day after for the Mid-Michigan. Thumb. Yep, for Mid-Michigan's. And uh, I haven't seen a schedule for um, MT Pocket Pullers, so if we can get one of them set over, I know you'll probably see the Sidetrack Boys at a few of them. So, Well, that would be pretty awesome. <clears throat> it's, it's really not that great, trust me. No, we're, we're not that good. <laughs> So we're. Oh, we I look, know you guys would probably do a better announcing job than what I try to attempt to do. Yeah, I didn't realize that you're an announcer. Oh wow, you do that? Um. Yeah. Unfortunately. Oh no! I'm no. Okay. A, no. 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 Now I got. No, now we no, got. No, you're no, in our. No, you're no, in our no, wheelhouse no, now. No. We aren't going to let you go with that. We. <laughs> what's What's I that like? Do a little bit of everything. <laughs> What is that? Like? What's it like? Do you do you get the butterflies in your stomach when you know that microphone's coming to you? Oh yeah, I I'm okay if I know people aren't paying attention to me, but to just ramble on when I'm looking at the crowd, yeah, I really can't do that. I have to like not look at them. Well, actually, <laughs> if you've ever watched me trackside announcing at Sandusky or anything like that, 
my back is normally to the track, and if I turn around or to the crowd, and when I do turn around, it's normally to look directly at Charles. Yeah, he he will not look at the crowd. It's like if he if you, if if the eyeballs go onto the crowd, all of a sudden they get about ten times larger, and it's like, oh god, there's people listening to me. But um, yeah, I do the same thing, and I hate listening to my voice over the PA. See now, here's. If I could- Put earplugs in and not hear myself, I probably would do better. Here's where I've gotten to. I've actually, and I'll admit this, here's a little bit of vanity for you that's uncharacteristic for me, for those who know my personality. I love how I sound through PA because that, for me, for me, it's theater of the mind time. It's got a complex. Yeah, I... Yeah. Oh, I thought Mr. Engineer was going to go for a drop there. I was waiting for him to get assaulted. <laughs> I get I get to play theater of the mind and this is something this is something that I think is important. I get to be whoever my voice sounds like I might be through that speaker and they're not looking at me. I'm up in a booth. Hey, even if I'm down trackside, they're not looking at me. They're looking at they're looking at you with your crash helmet on going down that track. So I get to be whoever I want to be, and, and it's fun. But I never want to lose that that adrenaline rush of wondering, you know, is anybody paying attention to this garbage that I'm spilling into a microphone? It's right, good, and it's I do time. better, too, if I know there's nobody in the audience that's, that really knows me. Yeah, stranger, perfect strangers have their have their benefits. That's that's why I love announcing in Canada. I actually look at the crowd in Canada because not a single one of the people know me, and I sound completely different than them. Yeah, right, there's exactly. That. It's it's not. I can't. I, I I that's something I don't. I can't get away with and don't understand because I've I've been on the mic at polls throughout the thumb now for uh, this will this will be the the eleventh or twelfth year that people have heard my voice throughout the thumb. So I can't, I can't maintain that charade anymore. But, um, how do you approach that when you're, when you're, when you're, you're, you're within a group that where everybody does everything and you're asked to announce what's your approach? How do you treat that responsibility? Um, actually I don't get asked. I just do it. Because there's nobody else that wants to. <laughs> you, get vo- you get voluntold. <laughs> <laughs> and as being treasurer of the um, empty packet pullers, too, I guess it's kind of one of my duties, I guess, to, to do that. We've got a Mrs. Treasurer. A Mrs. Treasurer. You couldn't find a lackey. You couldn't delegate like, I'm not going to pay you tonight if you don't do it. <laughs> well, unfortunately, we don't pay anybody to do it. It's just all volunteers. Well, you could withhold uh, so, results checks. Well, true. <laughs> but oh, if you don't get a lot from doing that neither, they probably really want you care. But yeah, if for somebody that you know, you know, in an, in a particular setting where you're comfortable, how do you how do you prepare for it? Is there anything that goes into when you you you've done it enough? Certainly, I can tell. By what you've said, that you've done it enough times where you know this is a responsibility that's coming your way. How would you prepare for something like that? You know, th- this is something that we talked about. We had announcers week here a couple weeks ago where we talked to a lot of different people. But I want to get your perspective to that and, and enlighten that part of the conversation. How do you how do you personally approach knowing that you're going to have to do this and get on the mic? 
Um, I just tell myself that there's nobody out there listening to me, that I'm just talking to dead air and hope that, you know, the people that I am talking to really don't come up and say, hey, I heard you, and what was that you were talking about? <laughs> Hell, that's me for every event, except they don't listen and they don't come up and talk to me because they're normally half asleep until the tractor goes down the track. So, <laughs> How much of it do you, do you treat it as a reporting responsibility? How much do you get into the personal stories of the of the people that you're, you're covering? Um. Some of them I do if I if they've been pulling with us for a long period of time. We actually have what we have the pullers fill out as like a data sheet that tells us how long they've been pulling, what they pull, you know, kind of like what Wolverine used to do years ago. Yeah. And I kind of I kind of come up with that to make it easier, especially for like the new people that we don't really know. I think that's so I, I think that's a brilliant a idea. Bit of, of knowledge about them that you can talk about. Yeah. So that I, way you're not just saying, oh, this is, you know, yeah. Melissa Richardson from Snover and the mouse's daughter, and that's how you say. Yeah, I get access to them over in Canada when I know it's with Southwestern Ontario. And <laughs> I, I honestly, I don't use them that often just because I, you know, it's this old saying, if you can't, you can't impress them with knowledge, baffle them with bullshit. So I normally refer to the second one quite often, but uh, it right. definitely is handy, you know, to be able to pull and at least pull the come up with like the years pulling and things like that. I mean, there's some information on there like favorite pull and first pull and stuff like. That. I normally don't use that because people don't give a crap about Joe Blow's pull next week or the one week prior. All they care about is what's going on at the event that they're currently at. So stuff like that Correct. I don't use, but I mean. You know, and say, hey, he started off pulling antique tractors. Now he's pulling a super farm. You know, that that might appeal to some people. But having a driver's profile, it it does make the job a little easier. We don't have that with Thumb. But then again, when you, like Charles and I, we live and breathe pulling and we see these guys week in, week out, there really is no need for a driver profile. But gosh, would it be handy sometimes because there's only so many times you're right. going to get pulled over to the side and the pits go, hey, I got a story for you to tell this week over the mic. I'll agree with, I'll right. agree with what you said. for the newbie, too, that you don't know. Yes. It does. It helps you tremendously. Know, you can talk about, you know, 10 people for an hour, and then you get this one person that, oh, this is just so-and-so from Smith Creek, and that's all you know about them. No, I agree with you. We do the, we do the Armada Fair every year. A lot of the farm pullers, it's guys we see we see them, but we see them only once a year, maybe twice at best. So that sheet is really important to us to flesh out the story of them. But I will, I will actually go against you, Drew, on something you said. Where oh, what else the, is new? <laughs> where you, you, you know, the, the the this is their favorite pull, and it's somewhere else, and we got this whole series going on. I will argue that we shouldn't necessarily, as announcers assume that everybody who's a, a fan is just the frequent you know, the frequent flyer on the hometown event we do have the super fan who's out there in the stands too let them know this is a continuing series and this this guy is going to 10 12 14 16 of these events every year and he's got his favorite place and this is where you can see him next because the, we want to we, that's the re, that's really the person we want to be touching on the shoulder i guess the re, repeat customer the biggest reason i said that is a lot of them are you know like over there, Ron Tatro, favorite pull, Army to Michigan. You know what? 
across that river, they don't give a crap about Armada. They don't know about Armada. Right. Maybe and they aren't going to show an interest and come across. Yeah, it's just kind of how it is over there. They they probably won't. 90 99% of them won't. But that one guy who will, it's important for that guy. So why 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 not disclose it? You need because something. I can uh, I I I guess my biggest thing is now I've got enough other material to go through. I don't go through the driver profiles. Holy crap. He's admitting how full of shit he is. I am so... My eyes are hazel. They're brown and green. That's the multiple different types of (laughs) shit I got running through my head at one point in time. (laughs) I mean, my mother's still amazed that I get paid to talk when she couldn't shut me up as a child and she's listening she's gonna be listening so i know she's gonna go uh-huh yep we're yep. still he we're, still doesn't shut up yep we're still I keep trying, trying. To, we're still trying to figure out a method that doesn't include a third gentleman pushing a, pushing a button on a switchboard <laughs> well you're not gonna embarrass me that's for certain what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things i have ever heard everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Yeah, May God much. have mercy on your soul. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't laugh, Charles. Yours hasn't even come up yet tonight, so that's a miracle. <laughs> that is a miracle that my personal drop has. Don't and, worry, I've got a rant in store yet, so we'll, 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 that. Sa- we'll save it, Melissa. I will spare you the drop that they specialize for me. It's rude. So. I know I don't want to take up much more of your time, Melissa, but as we do with all our guests coming on Sidetracked, I mean, I know we pay you guys an awful lot. We appreciate you still agreeing to come on. But Check uh, us in the mail. Don't cash it this week. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> okay, I'll wait till next week. <laughs> yeah, and you, you were, I know where you were because you have extra special. You know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> And I know the limits of the hold. So. Oh yeah. Oh boy. Oh, I can't. I, we we got a fellow banker on the line. I can't get all get over on this guest at all. Not not gonna happen. <laughs> no. <laughs> so uh, as we do with all our guests on sidetrack, the many fools who've gotten drunk to come on with us, but uh, we not we, that we're implying you have gotten drunk to get on this show, but if you did, good no, for I'm you. Sober. Oh darn. Oh. I guess we didn't fill you in on that on the pre-show. But Is that a first? <laughs> I should have told you about the rules. <laughs> Could be. But um, we always ask, what? who are your legends and heroes in the sport? I mean, you've grown up in this sport, still very active in the sport. I mean, there's got to be names that stand out in your head, you know, that, wow, these guys are awesome, or wow, I wanted to be like them growing up pulling, or things like that. So I'll turn over the mic to you and let us... Uh, Fill us in on who are who are those standout people for you? Well, my mentor obviously will be my father, who has pushed me to where I'm at today to be involved in pulling. And the people of the past, well, not really past to me per se. Some of them are still alive, but um, the one that really brings to mind is Charging Charlie Wilcox, who is now um, passed away. Yeah, that was that was one we actually unfortunately had to highlight on the show, and that was a. Uh, bummer for all of us so good call charlie yeah yeah he was he was there for quite a few years and like i said we had purchased his truck and trailer to haul my dad's tractor around and so we actually still have his brown truck and so it's still his memory is still there but um bob joe is another one that's been 
you know, around forever. <clears throat> Another one long involved with that that modified class on every level, every facet, along with Charlie running for years together. I mean, it was yeah, it was it yep. was the two of them together everywhere. Yep, and back in the day when my dad was pulling with them, it's like as soon as they pulled in, we're like, yep, we're going to be at the bottom of the list tonight. But it never <laughs> discouraged us. We still always went out there and, and did our best. No, and they are some of the top-of-the-line people, too, involved with the sport. And You know, you see, I don't want to sound like I'm undercutting Tony, or not Tony, but uh, Terry and uh, Bob at all, but you go up and you look at the Bowers or – you know, take the name off the top of the list, Bill Voorhees, you know, Bill Leishner. You know, you get up there, everything's polished on that. You get up to the Joe Stocks tractor, and you can still tell these guys are the ones themselves wrenching on it daily, that these are tractors that don't have a, you know, $100,000 or multiple hundreds of thousand dollar budget going in them, that these guys are still doing it on a budget and making them live on the Grand National right. level, which is just to the me old, impresses the me the most. Way. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they're kicking ass on good old fashioned know how. Yep. Yep. I mean, I've, I actually I went back and watched old you know film that I had shot of NTPA hooks, and you know the 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 thing is the setback blower where you get that the the supercharger dumping in the center of the intake manifold and equal distribution to all cylinders. Bob was running that stuff back in 1999, and he did it because he's a smart guy. It, it's not because he wrote a big check. It's because he's smart. So, yeah, right, right there with you. Right, exactly. And I mean, that. you know, another thing with them is you look at the hauler that they come in with. We see it. It's parked on M24 right at the end of Saginaw Street. At the junkyard that they have, you know, the boneyard. <laughs> yep. That is probably the coolest place if you ever want to boneyard. I'm going there, to I'm going there Tuesday. i got to pick up some chainsaw parts. It I'm is coming. probably <laughs> the coolest place, and it's the only junkyard I've ever been to where you have lawnmowers, they've got old John Deere's, they've got a command, Commander 6000 back there. You won't get to it until you trip polar, over some Polar 2000s. Yeah, they got Polar 2000s in the back, and it's like... Um, yep, and you and you walk in a maze. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you've made many trips out there yourself. <laughs> oh, I've been there plenty of times. Not lately, but I've been there on plenty of occasions with my dad and late nights and trying to figure out this and figure out that. And I've got this Ed Pink 526 Hemi. I need a set of pistons. Hold on. Let me look under this box. Here you go. Here they are. That's, that's the experience yep. you got there. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they know where everything is and every dollar amount on everything, what they paid for it 30 years ago, <laughs> you know, when it came right. in. Let, and I, go yep, ahead. And as I've talked to Charles before, I do have plenty of video that you could use. Yeah. It's just a matter of getting it to you. We will definitely we will find a means and a way. So we have made, we have Facebook Messenger. You've, we have we have the ability to exchange phone numbers. We will we will get together and we will convert that over and and uh, I'll get I'll return to you it with DVD plus uh, bonus footage, whatever I've got that's relevant. I'll share with you as well. So we'll we'll make that happen. And you know, Dred, if we have to oh, meet up at awesome. a if we have to meet up at a poll, gosh. Darn it, I guess we're just going to have to go to another poll. Oh, that would, that would suck. Gosh. Darn it, that's going to break my arm. <laughs> 
I will find. I will find you. We'll we'll make that happen. I'll get the get whatever you got to share with me. I love the opportunity. I'm. I, this is where I go all. You know, I, I shed the, op, the 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 mantle of being a, a podcast announcer or pull announcer, and I just go all fanboy. You got this old footage. I just want to see it, just because I want to see it. And so, whatever we got to do to make that happen, I'm more than happy to to do that. And um, it, with your permission, share it with the rest of the world too. That'd be awesome. Oh, that that would be awesome. So yeah, because we'll, I've been um, sharing all of the videos that you've been putting out there with my mom and dad and my brother and. They just think it's awesome. There's tons more. I've got it boosted to YouTube. I just haven't released it on the public yet because I don't think they can handle that much awesome. And you know <laughs> right. what? I, I think, you know what, Melissa, as part of you coming on the show, I think we can get you guys DVD copies so that way your yeah. dad can definitely sit and watch them at yeah. his convenience. Yeah, I'll, I'll boost that oh, back. that would be awesome. Yep, I'll, I'll set you guys up. Anything we convert and whatever else I've got in my archive um yeah dvd copies are there you don't even have to ask it'll, it'll come back in the care package with you and you know what it, it might cost you though we might have to come and talk to your uh dad just one-on-one and talk regale have oh, us regale us a little pulling tails i think he would love that for the price of a story quite honestly it's it, it's worth every penny and yeah he lived it and yeah sure the, the opportunity to capture capture the first-hand impressions of a living legend that's that's you worth know it. to me the cost you know going to one pole no matter what it costs one story of hey back in the day listen to this crazy shit we did is worth no matter how much the entry fee is, it is. it's worth it just for that one story right because there are some pretty neat stories out there that's for sure and god were there were they just completely nuts back in the day too those guys had no oh, fear they, they were crazy <laughs> Yeah, and there was even days, nights that I, well, that I don't remember, but I've been told that when my dad was pulling the 6,000 Ford, he would, um, the pickup would run out of fuel on the way home, so he'd end up putting the diesel fuel that he had left over from the tractor in his truck to get us home, because <laughs> it would still start on the gas that was in the carburetor, but it wouldn't start the next day, though. <laughs> so... With that, Melissa, we appreciate you coming on and sharing your stories and with us. More than one. Oh boy! Oh boy! So, thank you again for coming on to sidetracked with us. Uh, God, it was a pleasure, and uh, can't wait to get to meet you in person. And uh, thank you again for sharing all your stories with us here tonight. This is sidetracked on Pulling Radio Network. Hey, fans! Jeremy Krieger here to talk to you about truck and tractor pulling from a fan's point of view one of the foremost publications on facebook that's all about pulling 24 7 truck and tractor pulling from a fan's point of view brought to you by jamie darbro one of the biggest pulling fans on the planet check out his page at www.facebook.com forward slash truck tractor pulling from a fan's point of view you'll be glad you did and tell him jeremy krieger sent you all right, and we're back with Sidetrack with Armstead and Posh on Bulling Radio Network. Alrighty then. Yeah. Hell yeah. And now your favorite part of the show? Red time. And Andrew's got one for you, and I'm calling everybody out on this one. And I'm not going to challenge him on this. I'm 100% behind it. Let's go. All right. You take your side by side of the pole. 
You got a 10 hot farm. You got a 6 hot farm. Call me a hot farm. You got a tractor that's still more than capable of moving around it under that, its own power. It ain't that hot. For any period of time. But when we call for a tow tractor on the track because the tractor broke down. You're nowhere to be found. Exactly. Your ass can't be there. What is it? The three. What? A pound and a half, two pounds of tow strap that's just too much weight on your tractor? You can't hear me? Your 700 watts of power isn't enough for you to hear me calling for you? I mean, my tractor, Charles has seen it. I got a tow strap on at every event I go to. Indeed, sir. I've pulled started countless tractors. I've pulled countless tractors off the track. Well, I'm due up within two tractors. Guess what? Get them off the track. Okay, you come in your fancy Razor side-by-side or your John Deere Gator. You know what? There's no reason you can't carry a tow strap with you. Keep the show moving. You're part of this show. Make it happen, boys. There's no reason you can't get off your ass and help pull somebody off. Take Deckerville. Two, three years ago now. Got rained out. There was one tractor, other than the scraper tractors, out pulling people out so they could get out and get home safely. You're right. And who the hell was that? Yours. That was me with my six farm with cut tires. I pulled eight different people out. I went for nine, but I'm sorry. The Dukoski semi was a little more <laughs> than I could bite with misbehaving and excessive tinkering on the back. You foot in the bill to have him recut his tires after doing that? No, no. you're not. And did I ask for payment? No. Did I ask for a thanks? No. No, I did it because it's sportsmanship. Yep. You know what? You bitch that somebody whines too much, or you know what? The sport isn't what it used to be because people don't help each other out. The hell they Get don't. Get off your it ass. Ain't where you looking. Get off your ass and go pull, even if you pull one guy off, it isn't going to kill you. If I got to pay for a toe strap to be at the 100-foot mark, the 200-foot mark and the 300-foot mark to make this do happen, you know what? I'll go right up the street from one half Radio Plaza to Harbor Freight, and you know what? I'll make sure we got a toe strap at them particular distance markers so that way your ass can pull them, pull them off. And you know what? Alan Bruce, thank you, sir. You are the mad scientist. You are a genius. The Don Quixote of Oliver. The mad scientist of the Align 6. We talk- He's got a solution. We talked to him about this at Celine, where we had three or four different tractors that broke. Every time, we Charles called for and somebody. I called out for How, a tow tractor. I've got pictures of you, Mike stuffed in your back pocket, down on the track, pushing Frank somebody's tractor fr- off. Not just Frank's, somebody else's, I don't yeah. remember who, but pushing a tractor off because the call for a tow tractor went unheated. What the hell? You hear Five us on, minutes you hear after. Us, you hear us on the mic when we want to make fun of you. You hear us when we announce your name, the town you come from, and we'll say good things about you. You hear the good part and the bad part when we're messing with you or we're paying you praise. You hear all that. But when we really need you to come through, it's suddenly deaf ears. Yeah, if my fat ass can get out there and help push a tractor off. I did it at Mason. You've done it. We've all. We, I did, did it at Mason. We've all done it. You and I, the announcers, the guy who's supposed to keep the show moving, keep the crowd entertained. Yeah. We we're shove our, mics, there we shove our sure. mics in our pocket, and we're down there pushing tires because you can't be bothered to come away from your important side conversation to actually make the show go. And like I said, the guys who bring the side-by-sides and the gators, you're the worst of the group. Worst. 
Worst period. Because you got to sit right on the front lines. So Block that way you everybody's get the best, view. Best view of the damn track. So that way you can pick your line when you're going down the track. Or, you know, you can see how far they went. Or, oh my gosh, I they love, hit a switch at the 140 mark. I love mark. the sport of pulling. It's such a family experience. We help each other out. Except when I'm on my side-by-side, down track side. You know what? Your $15,000 razor is more than capable of pulling a six, ten thousand, whatever. The heaviest class we run is 10,000 pounds. I wish I had your $15,000 razor. You know what? I can't afford a $15,000 tractor. There's a badass six farm for sale right here in the thumb right now for twelve five. I can't afford it. But your little toy can't be put out to actually help the show go. And you know what? I would kill to be in your position. Enjoy your position in society. Good for you. And you know what? I can call you guys out because I've put in the time. My tractor last year at Armada, I parked it with the key and the ignition in the staging lanes. I said to anybody out there, you need a tow-off tractor. The strap is already on the hitch. Go Hop get it. on it. Go get it. It yeah. wasn't used. It wasn't needed. But you know what? It was there to be used. I have put my ass out there hooking chains in mud, hooking tractors to get them off, toe-starting competitors so they can get their ass down the track and whoop mine. But your little razor can't be inconvenienced to pull somebody off while you're sitting there twiddling your thumbs, jaw-jacking with Joe about how pork bellies are down this week. And next Give me year, a break. And next year we lost the pull because you took four hours because of breakdowns. How come we lost the hook? Oh, my God. This is the world is ending. The sky is falling. Chicken little. Well, maybe it's landing on your shoulders, and it's time to hook and go. And you know what? Thank you, Alan Pruz. We talked to him at Celine about this after my frustrations and your frustrations. And I walked right in after the poll and I go, I got my rant for next week. Yeah. And I told Alan and his beautiful wife, Ree, who are just amazing people. Oh, man. I go. The stuff they shared with us there, which we will bring to you in future weeks. Awesome. Just great, great people. Thinkers. Very much thinkers. Thinkers. Within a minute and a half of me telling them, Alan, what my rant was going to be. He goes, I got a solution for this. Smart guy. All right, let's hear it. And unfortunately, Alan, I'm sorry. There's been alcohol in between here and then. We don't remember the second part of it. But the first part was, is if you carry a toe strap on your tractor and help pull people off, you get an extra 25 pounds on the scale. Yeah, well, we don't know if you're going to need to pull people off, but granted. Yeah. But if you if carry there, a strap with you... 25-pound allowance, automatic, over the scale, 25 pounds, good for you. And you know what? That strap weighs, what, two pounds? Maybe? If it's nylon. Nylon strap, two yeah. pounds? You don't have to carry a chain. You can go buy a strap, dirt cheap. I've got two or three. I'll have that thing in zip ties sitting right underneath the seat post. It'll be wrapped around you it, ready to go. You see where mine sits. Mine yeah. sits right underneath my seat, wrapped up, ready to go. I can have it uncoiled and hooked to a tractor within 30 seconds of me being out on the track. And actually, the, the new thing, like some of these guys got... The re- retractable. It's the, it's the retractable, and it comes in its own thing. You don't even have to coil it up. You don't have to do any work, man. Just drop a hook, drop a hook. The thing uncoils itself, off you go. Yeah. And when you're done, it wind, it's self-winding. And it's you awesome. get 25 pounds. 
Which that straps cost you two pounds. So you get 23 pounds to extra put wherever you want. going over the scale. You can put anywhere you want. And I know Alan had another one for 50 pounds, and I can't remember what it was. But I'm sure he will email <laughs> us and remind I. us, and we oh, will we will get we told will, off, and we will remember that, and we will let you guys know what it was. But you know what? For 25 pounds extra, yeah, I'll carry a toe strap. Hell yeah! Wait, I already do it going down the track and take that two pound weight hit because it I can just penalizes me I can so already, bad. I can already hear the I can already hear it in our ears, and then through AP at sidetrackpulling.com or through the Facebook page or whatever. Yo, you want you have unlimited modified gonna carry is twenty five pound. You're gonna carry toe strap, but no, of course be reasonable. Not. But don't the be hot don't farm be stupid. Can you know a full on mod four wheel drive? No, full on super mod two wheel drive? No, MTPA mod? No. But there's plenty of pulling tractors that ain't gonna get hot. Just hooking on somebody and getting them off the track so we can grade the track and get on with the show. Come on, Pro Street. Because if the promoter has to do it. They're taking a greater tractor, and I know TTPA has two beautiful sprayer-equipped box blades with toe straps on the back of them. If we dedicate one of those machines to towing off, then the track isn't getting groomed, and the next guy pulling is bitching because the track isn't prepped fair enough for him. you're, You're taking away from the promoter who's trying to put a good track out for you and make the next puller have a fair shot at it. Bonus 25 pounds to come out there and lend to the show. Simple. You know what? Right off the top of my head. Ten farm guys, you can do it. Six farm Six guys, farm can, guys do can do it. Pro street pickups can do it. Yeah. Any street legal pickups we have out there can definitely do it. And all it takes is one. You know what? I mean, you really boil down to it. A 2.5 diesel pickup can do it. Because all you're doing is putting sure it in gear and letting it idle off the track. Yeah, we're yeah. not asking you to drag it back there at 30 miles an hour. No, no. If you do, you'll get tossed because there's a five mile per hour speed limit in the pit lane, and you don't have to necessarily drag them all the way back to the trailer. Just get them, get off, them the off the track, track to a safe distance where the pole can proceed. You know why should we have to come down off the announcer stand, shove our microphone in the back pocket, and push tires? I, you I don't get it. paid for it. You've done it. I've done it. It's not that we get paid for it. I don't care. That's not the issue. But me getting an extra 25 pounds to push a tractor off does me no good announcing. No. I do it for the good of the sport. No, we do it because we want that event to advance and to have the show, for those who are watching, be something that they can follow and not have this silly downtime. Breakage happens. This is a motorsport. We get that. We embrace that. I will say, look, I'm going to NASCARize this for you. A little bit of breakage is good. It is. Yeah. The fans gotta, enjoy it. The fans enjoy it. We don't want to see anybody hurt. I realize you're out of pocket when it happens. I get that. I get that. And I pray for you, and I feel bad when it happens to you. But stepping back one step and realizing that this is an entertainment business, and it has that abstract notion behind it, some carnage is required, but when it happens, we want it efficiently dealt with, safely, quickly, get it gone, next. Absolutely. And when it all requir- when all it requires is, by and large, 99.99999% of the time is just a damn tow tractor or a tow v- a tractor vehicle, I don't care. Get out there, hook on, go. Get it to the end of the track, off to the side, outside a 30-degree radius, beyond 300 feet, and we're good to go. Flagmans will wave greens. 
We're on to the next part. Your fan goes ha- home happy because he didn't have to wait for downtime bullshit. He saw something exciting. Bad night for you. I get it. But he saw something excited. He's coming back next year because he's happy that the show moved on. And you know what? I can already hear the sarcastic comments come through, and that's fine. That Well, Andrew, you could use push me a few more tracks around. You got a belly. That's Bring fine. it next week. Bring it next week. We're open lines next We're week. We're open Bring lines. It. And you know what? Bring you it. can take that mentality and that joking around and shove it up your ass because you know what? I'm not in the mood for sarcasm and joking about this because I've watched too many events in the past three years of me announcing where I felt helpless sitting on the announcer stand because I've got a job to do there when I know I got a capable tractor in the back that can go and do the job and I can be there and be out there quicker than you guys who are sitting on the track will actually pull their head out of your ass long enough out of your conversation to do something about it been on the inside for far too long i've heard too many promoters say in my ear specifically show starts at seven better start at seven seven to one you're dead better be done by 10 30 10 31 you're dead you're not coming back why did we lose that poll why did we lose that poll put your thinking cap on ladies and gentlemen let's make this stuff go and this is a quick way to speed stuff up we we are blessed to have a motorsport where people don't get hurt. You get to apply a brutal amount of horsepower against an immovable object and display that with the most intimacy you can find in motorsports. Cherish that idea, but understand that when it goes wrong, you've got to have a contingency plan. And most of the time, you don't because it stops with the old bugaboo, self-interest. It's not my problem. You know what? And that's the issue. It's not my problem. But you know what? It is. Because if you want to keep participating in this sport, you better take it as your own problem. Because otherwise, you're not going to have events. The club's going to fall away because promoters keep dropping you. We've already watched several events this year fall away for one reason or another. We lost two in the fall. We lost two. Big ones. And... You know, one, we knew the writing was on the wall. It was a matter of time. But you know what? Maybe so, but it didn't have to be that way. No. You don't have to have it happen where it's on the competitor's fault. Because you guys guys have the option. You got the opportunity to do something about it. You know what? I want to extend this a little further, especially in the antique realm. How many times do we call down for a flagman? Hey, we need a flagman or we need a hooker. Help side to help you the can, track side. You can stand around a bullshit. You got what all the stories it? in the At world. At one point, I was down there announcing, shooting live video, and, and flagging. flagging. And I would have been right down there with you if my te- excuse me, tech technical side, my mic would have worked. I would have been you, down there too. If it would have worked, or you know, somebody had to be in the booth recording, keeping distance. We had somebody to do that. But be Tanya, able to read Tanya them down. was keeping the paperwork. I would have been down there with you if I could. It was a technical limitation on my part. And it's, a pull shouldn't have to go to that extent where the announcers are keeping the event going, maintaining the official record <coughs> excuse me, of, of, of results, and having to deal with that stuff. And I'm not, I'm not saying the pull we went to was bad run. It's no. Not, it's nothing no, to do with that. Absolutely great pull. Great pull. 
this is not a unique problem to last weekend. This is a problem everywhere that we go. That doesn't have, like Thumb, has a paid crew to do the flagging. Now you just went somewhere. Paid. It doesn't happen with Thumb because it's paid. But you can't afford to do that with every club. You cannot afford to do that with every club. And I will use the difference club versus association. Association. Thumb is an association. They're statewide. They have the sanction and, and the contract capability to do that. But Drew and I do enough local club polls where we want the same level of professionalism. We expect the same out of ourselves. We're trying to deliver our show. We bring the same show to them announcing, whether it's my little pole in Smith's Creek, which is a hole-in-the-wall brush pole, We're or not it's playing a thumb-level pole. We don't. We're we taking- bring everything. We're taking it to that level. Anything we do throughout the rest of the summer, and we've got some stuff to share with you as it comes up that we're going to be at. It doesn't matter. I don't care if I'm at a little pet. If I'm at a little little festival where it's a pedal pull, you are. Is, Tom Hartzell hit this on this nail on the head during announcer week. You're getting the best of me on that day that I had to give. I'm not phoning it in. I'm giving you everything I've got. You want your show to be successful. You want to promote a great poll, and I promote, promote a great poll. Get off your ass and make that poll go. And each and every one of us has that onus upon us for the efficiency's sake where somebody breaks, get them off the damn track so they can grade it, and the next guy comes up. What's the common bugaboo? The, the, the ultimate thing that we hear that that gold standard the three minutes between hooks the breakage kills your average and it's fixable so well, not easy only that. okay you want to take over as flagman you want to know how many hours of training and extensive schooling i've gone through to be able to flag oh yeah that's right none you Common pay attention sense. to sled sled goes green you look down the track tracks clear you wave green yeah it's not sled hard. stops moving. Don't look at the pulling vehicle. Look at the sled. Sled stop them. Look specifically. If you can see it, look at the back wheels. When that back wheel quits turning, you flag the red. You back them up. I've I've announced, flagged, unhooked the whole thing. I've done it at national antique uh, poles. I dare say you better pay attention. If you're the finish line flagman, you better pay attention to more than the sled because there's there might be no, potential there for. Is. You might be able to save a puller by hoisting a red to to save them from imminent disaster. But what I'm talking is... But I know what you're saying. You know, the level of pull that you're going to be at where you might have to fill in is not going to be a higher level pull. No. Which I have flagged for thumb out at Metamora. And yeah, it is. there's a lot more pressure. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more pressure. Because yeah. you do have to pay attention. But I mean, you got calls the average online. pull, it's not that hard. And no. to be able to throw a chain and hook a kill switch up is next to nothing in complication. So no. you can't tell me you can't fill in for even five minutes for that person who's been doing that all day to go take a pee, to go eat a burger, to hop on their tractor, make their fun pass for the day. But you couldn't be inconvenienced for it. You know what? I'm tired of it. You need to be more of a team player. And maybe and I guess that's my whole point with this rant. Yeah. Is be a team player, people. This sport will not keep going unless you're willing to step up. We talk over and over about the family aspect of this motorsport, but when push comes to quite literally you shove, where are you? 
Yeah, I think we've beat this horse enough, so... There's pictures of him pushing a busted-ass tractor off the track. There's pictures of me doing the same thing. With a, I mean, and both of us, with a, you can see it, a microphone crammed in our back pocket because we're trying a to keep that show going. A microphone that pays our extra bills and that, yeah. that costs us I don't a few have to do hundred it. dollars. I don't have to do it. But we're willing to stick it in our back pocket and still go to grunt work. I don't have to do that. I'm doing it because you guys who sit in that seat are living the dream that I wish I could, number one. Number two, I recognize my responsibility as a paid announcer to my my promoter. And you can say, of course you're doing it because you're paid to be there. But where does your responsibility come in? I'm not paid. Where does your responsibility come in because you want to keep hooking there? You want to be a puller? You want to have a place to pull? Make sure the show goes. You know what? One I'm going to point out before we shoot this horse again. I went down to Wauseon, Ohio two years ago for the National Antique Pull with uh, Lance and Rich Rosesky. They go, hey, we need somebody to flag. Can you do it? I'm not an NATPA member. I'm not a member of the Miami Valley Tractor Pullers. Not Miami, but uh, Miami Mommy. Valley Tractor Pullers. What I do? I unhooked and I flagged damn near all day just for the good of the pull to go on. Now, did I have to do that? No. But I needed to. So that way the event went on. Yep. So don't say it's, well, it's because you're working for the promoter. No, I've done it at places. I don't need to do it. No. But I've done it for the good of the sport. So this isn't the pot calling the kettle black. No, I'm calling you out because I put in my time doing the shit jobs, doing the extra to go above and beyond. And you know what? If you got a bad word to say about me because of it, AP at sidetrackpulling.com, sidetracked with Armstead and Posh. You got me on Facebook at Andrew Armstead. You know what? Scroll down. You'll find my phone number. Please call me and tell I'm me. I'm pretty sure mine's there, too. Get after me. So now, next week, open lines. Yes. What number are we dialing? Number is... Let me pull it up here. Oh, no. Oh, that's a nice picture. Um, yeah. We can't talk about that. No, we don't. No. My parents listen to this, too. I don't <laughs> care who listens to it. We're not talking about that. 810... 810- Six eight nine four one five one again eight one zero six eight nine four one five one. You will see it on Facebook. You will time we'll make com- sure time commitment, gentlemen. Time commitment. Um, six o'clock start. Six o'clock start to we'll go we'll go as long as you keep us six ringing. till eight is our rough official <laughs> time. I won't even cap you at 8 o'clock. If you keep us interested and we have a compelling show. Yes. The phones are ringing. We've got a compelling show. And if you don't get through on the first ring, please don't give up. It's a single line. Shoot us a message. Shoot Shoot us a message. message. Let us know. Through Facebook Messenger, whether it's Sidetracked or or, or Andrew Armstead um, or Charles Post directly to let us know you're trying to get in. We'll queue you up. We have that ability to, to, to recognize you and we'll wait for your call. Keep it motorsports related, not just tractor pulling. Anything within the motorsports realm, I don't care where you go. We're interested. We're dorks like that. Yep. But and keep it PG thirteen, please, or we will dump you. No f words. That, that is caveat. A big thing. No f words. No f word. No f bombs, and we're good. We'll let it air. And uh, first time ever pulling radio network. And generally be respectful, please. Yes. 
that too. If you if you're gonna call in and just look, we'll take a blasting. Oh, absolutely. If we got to come, afraid. if we got to come into us, that's fine. We'll we'll take you on. But if you're just calling into, uh, you know, Howard Stern, it it won't make the show. I'm just and you know what? This that. isn't Dave and Chuck the Freak or Drew or old, you know, Drew and Mike. Don't even you know. Look, there's no Drew greeting is, when you answer other than "Hey, how's it going?" or "Hi, guys." There's no, uh, you know, ripcord. Uh, we will allow uh, "How's she going?" a eh? but. We do ask that you do how she pulling a so we can keep it show related. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's keep let's let's keep it to the motorsport stuff, please. But this first time ever pulling radio network, never done this, and we're gonna have a guest host in, and we're gonna have a guest host in Carl and, Cross uh, coming back to the show. Carl, so. that kills people. <laughs> but anyway, but no, I we're had gonna a craving for hands. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna put ourselves out there. We are at your mercy. We're here to serve you. You are a listening audience. What do you want to hear about? It's a chance for you to dictate what this show is about and uh, keep it within motorsports so that we stay interested and engaged. And we'll be more than happy to entertain whatever you have to say. Comments, questions, concerns, bring it all. And if we don't know, we'll admit it. We'll get back to you with better research in the coming week. But yep. and it, actually, if there's a guest you want to hear, somebody that... You know, it knows something about something that you want to you want to dive into a particular niche. Hey, I'm happy to do that. We'll do it again. You know, phone number is eight one zero six eight nine four one five one. You should know the number, so <laughs> so stock it up. We're giving you a week's advance notice. Bring it. So uh, with that sidetrack, we'll be in Canada uh, this weekend. I will post and. Do what I can over there. I'll be over in Til- Tilbury. You will be. Yep, just outside uh, Windsor in the Essex-Kent area. In Tilbury Auto Mall? Are you going to visit there? Probably. Oh, I could. Wow. I'm, I love their CBC commer- you know, Hockey Night in Canada commercials. Just, It's just, <laughs> I want to get my picture taken. So, uh, sidetracked, we'll be there. I don't know how my Radio cell service one. is going to be for... Uh, over there in Canada, but there will be lots of pictures and video coming. Garden tractor poles should be fun. Uh, Richard uh, Benau, I believe, is how you pronounce his last name. Yeah, Richard Benau has been working really hard with us. Yes, and, and, and young guy who's done awesome. He's done up our business cards and just great, great kid. And I know he's you know he's he's a younger guy. Shouldn't be calling him a kid. He's a great young man and uh, a lot of passion, passion for the sport. For the sport. Yeah. sport like none other I've ever. Participant is a garden puller, so yep, cool to cool to you're yeah. able to go over there and uh, work his event. And, yeah, he asked me to come him. guest awesome. announce, and that was a very quick yes to. Yeah, I'll come over definitely for him. And, and weather permitting, weather yes. permitting. Yes, 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 yes. We're Saturday night. We're going to go invade Tom Hartzell's world, and we're going to go check out the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Super Sprints at the Auto City Speedway in Clio. And so we'll be out there. Um, Again, assuming it doesn't doesn't rain, you'll find us, and I don't know what the hell we're going to be wearing, but if you find us (laughs) by some miracle, because I'm the most nondescript person you'll ever meet. Probably be our blue coats. Uh, probably blue Great Lakes classic coats. So. Probably, uh, you know, feel free to stop by and say hi and check out some awesome. You realize I'm pavement gonna... sprint car racing. I, you want to talk about just speed on a short track? 
unbelievable. So we're gonna go check that out. You realize we're gonna I'm go gonna see be the God. Giddy like a schoolgirl. Oh, we're this. gonna we're gonna go see the God. We're gonna go hear the voice of our childhood, Mr. Tom Hartzell. So can't wait. I know his kids have tuned in before. Hopefully they're still listening and haven't gotten completely bombed out by last week's or debacle. I think we call an episode so. train wrecked by what this garbage was. So uh, with that, we're gonna finish up here. Um, yeah, anything you ever want to get a hold of us with? Like we said, next week open mics. So reach uh, out to us and open mics next week. I can't wait. I'm salivating for this. It's gonna be awesome. So uh, with that, thanks again, Nick Meyer with Life Media, our sound engineer as always, and the guy who puts up and tolerates up tolerates us seven days a week with not our because madness, we, so. not because we pay him. <laughs> No, no, that's not the reason. So. No, because he, and all kidding aside. The Jen, pay's not worth it. Yeah, it, it isn't. It isn't because it's so so small in terms of dollar amount. But uh, genuinely good guy. Thanks for helping us out. Really appreciate it. So uh, with that, my name's Armstead. My name is Posh. Good night. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, yeah, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. Get out my trailer. I want you out.